Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Beth Beskin, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, Tim, thank you so much for asking me on your show. I'm delighted. Thank you. Know, you know, I, I think back to my degenerate days when I used to bet on sports a lot, and there's this thing we'd always say, never bet against a streak. And that's a pretty long streak, 175 years. How are you going to snap this? Uh, thanks for asking, Tim. And I want to step back to something you said about getting to choose in constitutional framework. That is exactly why I'm running for the Supreme Court and why I'm challenging an incumbent, because the Georgia Constitution provides at Article 6, Section 7, Paragraph 1, that we as Georgia citizens elect our justices, and we elect them for six-year terms. However, we just never seem to have many elections. The last time there was there were more than the last time there was more than one candidate on the Supreme Court ballot was 2006. So although we arguably have elections for justices, contested elections don't happen very often. So you're right. We've had the Supreme Court since 1845, 175 years. Nobody has unseated an incumbent. Not many people have tried. Um, somebody has unseated an incumbent on the Georgia Court of Appeals. And I, I think I'm going to be the first in history to unseat an incumbent justice. And I'll tell you why I think I'm the best candidate in my race. Please do. <clears throat> okay. Thank you for that question. I have practiced law for 30 years. I think my legal experience is much more extensive and relevant than my opponent's. My opponent, yes, he's the incumbent, but he's never been elected to the seat. Of that 30 years experience, I practiced family law for 15 years. I did pension litigation for 10. Um, after I left the legislature, I served as an assistant attorney general in the Georgia Department of Law. I'm currently a partner with a local law firm. Um, and as all judicial candidates, I'm bound by the Code of Judicial Conduct that requires me to be fair and impartial, discharge my duties with, um, with faithfulness, and I, of course, will do all that. And ju judges cannot talk about much. Judicial candidates often say they can't opine about matters that may come before them. So you've got to look somewhere else to get context clues for how I am as a person and a lawyer versus how my opponent is. We both served in the General Assembly from 2015 to 16. During the 2016 session year, at the end of that year, Governor Deal vetoed 16 bills. Of those 16 bills, I only voted yes on 10. My opponent voted yes on 15 of those bills. So 15 out of 16 times, Governor Deal vetoed my opponent's votes in 2016. Three of those bills were very technical bills that I think he should have figured out um, what was legally wrong with them. One of the bills, House Bill 370 that year, would have allowed the waiver of ethical fines for politicians who had file their ethical disclosures either late or not at all. I was an absolute no on that bill. You don't have to get to the end of that sentence before I say no. My opponent voted yes for that. Governor Deal vetoed it for the reasons I voted against it. Another bill would have allowed the Legislative Council, those are the lawyers who write the bills for the legislature, to participate in the judicial retirement plan. I'm all about pension integrity. That's been a big part of my practice. Legislative Council doesn't work for the judicial branch. I voted no to that. My opponent voted yes. Governor Deal vetoed it for the reasons I said. You can check his veto statement. One more, there was a bill that year that would have allowed firefighters to have a special exemption or exception from the workers' compensation system for certain illnesses. It was a very sympathetic case. I voted against it because it was not legally correct. 
My opponent voted for it. Deal vetoed it for the reasons I said. Incidentally, Tim, the next year when that bill came back as a special insurance plan for firefighters, I was happy to vote for it. I love firefighters. Um, it, we all depend on them to help us, um, you know, keep our families and homes safe. So um, I do think that those three bills are great examples that show in 2016, my opponent either did not have the legal interest or ability to figure out what was wrong with those statutes, with those laws. I think I bring a better legal skill set to the job, and I'm working hard to get elected. Again, Beth Beskin, candidate for a seat on the Georgia Supreme Court. The early voting that continues today wraps up uh, close of business on Friday, Election Day proper, one week from today. Uh, a question I have asked of everyone who's campaigning for anything. We were talking with a candidate for sheriff here in Athens last hour. Uh, what's it like to campaign when you can't campaign? And with the, it's, it's one thing to be running for sheriff, but as you pointed out, the difficulties that are inherent in running for a judicial seat to begin with, and you know this from running for the legislature, you can promise all kinds of things in running for a seat in the Georgia House. But to say as a judge, if you elect me, I'm going to rule this way on that case, you, you clearly can't do that. You're right. It's been challenging, Tim, and I've really enjoyed it. I filed to, to run on March 6th, and then, you know, just one week later on Friday is when the judicial emergencies were declared and our, our society and government began to shut down. And I've, I have adapted. I've really enjoyed it. I started out with a virtual statewide campaign tour researching counties and courthouses and put them, putting them out there on YouTube and Facebook, visiting, learning about the, the judicial history of different counties. I've been on the phone campaigning virtually, socially distanced campaigning, and you're right. Uh, judicial ca- uh, campaigns are not about issues. They are not about um, issues of interest. It is simply meeting people, establishing a rapport, gaining their trust. And in my case, it's been talking about how we started this, which is that nobody's really ever defeated an incumbent. It, there is this perception that um, one seat after another gets filled by appointment, and it has become very clubby or um it's just not the process that most people think. And by the way, that happens at every level in our judicial system. That happens in our superior court judgeships all the time. That is exactly right. And so both our judges and justices are constitutionally provided to be elected. And there are different terms, though. Our superior court judges are elected for four years and and, um, appeals courts for six years. And that may, Tim, highlight a problem in that in order for us to be able to elect justices, that requires justices to retire rather than resign. If a term is six years, that's an awful long time for judges to commit to. When when I get elected, I'm going to commit to the people of Georgia to serve my term, to complete my term. Possibly the term is too long. I am not suggesting that. I'm not a lawmaker anymore, but I'm highlighting that as a potential problem. The only justice since we got our new constitution in 1983 who actually completed her term was Carol Hunstein. She was appointed initially in 1992, and that's an interesting point, Tim. Until 1992, we had never had a female justice. That year, two women were appointed, Justice Leah Sears and Carol Hunstein. We've only had three more. If elected, I'll be the sixth woman on the Georgia Supreme Court. To me, that doesn't make much sense when more than half the people who regularly vote in Georgia are female. So if the only way to get the job is by appointment, and we've had 
a woeful underrepresentation of women on the Supreme Court, I think that tells us we all need to go vote. And I think I'm the best candidate in this race. And that is the message I want to get out there to your voters. And again, your website, BethBeskin.com. BethBeskin.com. Beth yes, it sounds a lot like Baskin Robbins. It sounds a lot like that woman in the Tiger King, but it is BethBeskin, <laughs> B-E-S-K-I-N.com. Yeah, I told this story earlier this morning. I I, I made that mistake in, in calling Beth Beskin <laughs> yesterday, and she was so much more gracious about it than she probably should have been in dealing with me on that. Listen, best of luck on Tuesday. Thanks for your time this morning. Tim, thank you.